0: How's everybody doing? We're back. We're back. Happy a, New
1: Year. It's a new year. New me. Uh, I feel new and improved. You do? I've been saying new a lot uh, in the past. Two seconds there. I'm going to mm. stop now. That's fine. Uh, should we acknowledge the elephant? The elephants in the room? Or do you think they... That doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound good. It good. There's, like, there's two elephants weird. in the room. Yeah. That's not what I mean. You know, what the trying, heck what is you wrong with to, you guys? What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just using the <laughs> phrasing, The analogy. The, the analogy. Yeah. Okay. May we acknowledge the elephants in the room? We may. Okay, so we have an audience um, with us for this justice cold open, mm-hmm. Lauren and uh, Marina. Mm-hmm. They have refused to sit in, uh, <laughs> but Marina may be coming in the future, so Maybe one day. we might be having a why, as a why, guest. why just Marina? Well, she said she wanted to, and uh, want she's to? going back to Ottawa.
0: Oh, I see. I mean, well, she can come too
1: if she wants. You're gone next week, right? Yeah, I'm gone next week. I think what we'll oh, do. Oh, I'm gone
0: next week. But. You, me, and Malcolm is maybe due Friday instead of Thursday next week. You're getting to right? Because will be here. We got oh, someone else. And then we'll have her come <laughs> sit in again.
1: You're cut. Well, no, not cut. If she's got it until I'm, it's done. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess if you're... Yeah, but Mark on. and I actually talked about um, a while ago that we want to do an episode, us two and them two. Maybe that could be a bonus episode at some point, us two well, and guys them, them two. You could also
0: just do it, you guys, if you want one day, and Malcolm and I will just sit a week out.
1: We could, yeah. yeah. It's definitely an option. I mean, she's an option, sh- so I'm she sure. has to be back first, and then mm-hmm. when she's Get back, back, we can... back in the province. Nope. I'm sure Malcolm's
2: going to sit it out anyway, you know? Mal- <laughs> Malcolm, yeah,
1: Malcolm's. I mean, he's not gonna hear this. Series, no, he's not. He doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Show. Nobody noticed that. So oh, also, I want to give one more before we get into the show. I want to give one more shout out, uh, Joey, a mm. uh, buddy of mine. He plays in France. He's on the plane right now, actually, as we speak. Okay. So have a safe flight, Joey. Uh, huh? So I that seems that a little. Going, I thought that was going a different direction. Carry on. Um, what did you a... <laughs> think was gonna happen? <laughs> what What could it have been? Explain. Can it, to can me. I what could you, it tell been? Can I tell you what I was thinking? What were you thinking? This
2: is a very strange thing for him to just bring up. Like shout out
0: Joey. Oh, I thought he like was why? about to make a threat on his life and be like, you know, like watch yourself. The I plane's bet. over the, <laughs> al- the plane's over the Atlantic and it will be in the Atlantic in three, two. Yeah. Like oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That's your kind of humor, right? Mm-hmm. That's your dark. So, anyways, humor. Joey. So you think it's just weird for me to?
2: It's just weird because it's not like we have like you know millions of people that w- are watching and it's like hey shout out to this guy. Everybody here, this guy <laughs> Bro, this is-
1: guy literally does shout outs all the time. Why can't why can I? He do does it? shout. I eyes? do a shout out and then you call me out. Mighty oh, to shout heck? out. Mighty does shout out. Yeah. Oh, for who? Tell, him, tell me, I'm wrong.
0: Who was the last person I gave a shout out to? Greg. For what? Okay, but that was like That's, a very that was specific... sweet. That was sweet. No, no but it was he'll, nice. he'll, he'll he be... shouted
1: out his Instagram account, stupid little guys. I did. Yeah, but he's he's trying to promote,
0: promote it. He's trying to promote it. By the way, not enough people following that every day. <laughs> every day, <new laughs> you little, should get them to follow it right now. Every day, new little draw. He has, he has guys, like, so like a, on sketch... Instagram
1: pull up Instagram right now. Oh god, I'm cudgeling them into. It. <laughs> <laughs> now go in your search bar. They're gonna unfollow it <laughs> later. <laughs> uh it's called stupid s-t-u-i-p-i-d i don't know how i spelled stupid David, <laughs> way to spell it <laughs> it's like, in case you're little right l-i-l, L-I-L. Oh, yeah, I stupid little guys did yeah you know, that one. he just draws uh, i just started drawing
0: garbage every day. now see
1: the blue button you're gonna press you're gonna press that blue button oh why thank you why thank you okay there you go two more followers mm-hmm. see so if you want something to happen you gotta take action right
0: you're, you're too passive man you gotta you're grab it i mean i feel like i did the one shout out Mm. The one shot I was doing. What was I saying right in the now.
1: training to all of our instructors each time in the feedback? It's about repetition. Ah. That's what I
0: was saying. It is. It is. It is Speaking repetition. of repetition, like, share. Nope, that's not what the camera is. Like, share, <laughs> subscribe. I'm used to three cameras. We're not even in the show yet, but there you go. Is your like, share, subscribe for the episode
1: there, for the new year? I feel like there's something I wanted to bring up before we left this. Oh your, f- your friend on the plane, right? No, 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 not my friend on the plane. Some tea. snakes on the plane. No, some tea. <laughs> oh. There's some tea I wanted to bring up. I can't remember. Earl (laughs) Gray. Nice. That was a good one. Why do you you encourage him? I don't. don't. It was a bad dad. (laughs) You encouraged him. I encouraged
2: him. I I liked it because it was corny, but, you know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well,
1: well, I mean, I I got nothing else to say, so if you guys are good to go, then let's get into the show. Let's get into the show.
0: Welcome back to episode 43 of Wildly Adequate, the show about anything, everything, and usually nothing. It's a new year, bitches. Buckle <laughs> up. Uh, I am one third of your host and crew, Mr. Matthew Erso, and I am joined by, as always, Patty. Mark. Malcolm is deathly ill and is not here today. You can say that he's again. He's got like a cold or whatever. I don't know. You don't know about Deathly, but yeah, he's 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 fine. No, no, you could say Deathly. He's you could he, we can say it. Say it. Perfect. He may <laughs> or may not be on his deathbed. We just don't have. Oh my gods. Um, I'm, I'm joining you. Please do well, I'm joining you. Yeah, I really hope we can get to arms the at arms some point. The arms, perfect. Um, we'll see what happens. Look forward to that and maybe in the near future. Um, Patrick, I believe to start this new year.
1: Well, I mean, what better way to what better way to start the new year than to uh, bring up New Year's resolutions? Mm. So I'm just,
2: you know, I th- I threw my phone down, but I actually re- wrote some stuff down on my phone. I know you're saying like we talk about the topic in general, not necessarily our resolutions. Yeah. Well, we could
1: do that too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just what I want to start off with is generally like, what do you guys think of New Year's resolutions? I I was telling Mark the reason why I brought this up is because last year uh, I made a resolution and you two made fun of me for it. What was your resolution? Was it? Uh, it was something about doing yoga.
0: Mm. And which apparently I hear you have been. I've been mm. doing yoga.
1: There you go. I do yoga, but um, I'm not
2: sure. I'm not, honestly, I'm not totally sure why I was critical of that because I think it's a fair thing to just be like, oh, I want to do for this. Fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but you were critical about it too, Matthew. You yeah. made fun of me just for fun. Not that I necessarily really care. Oh, you're really saying, he's
2: saying that we probably shot on you just for the hell of it. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Like that we
0: weren't actually like of no, it. You guys were being serious. Genuine hatred in our
1: hearts. No, no, no. Not hatred. You guys are saying that New Year's resolutions are stupid.
0: Oh, well, this is what I was going to say is I, and we, I feel like we were just talking about this a day or two ago. I am sort of a curmudgeon. We weren't,
1: we weren't talking about it a day or two ago. New Year's resolutions.
0: You just recently asked, like a day or two ago, when we were playing video games, Hey, any New Year's resolutions? You're right. Yeah. (laughs) Check your privilege. Um, What's my privilege, man? I don't know. Male? Uh, Sure. (laughs) Definitely not white. Um, I feel like I'm sort of a curmudgeon with resolutions, but that's more just me kind of playing it up, like on a personal level. Like, personally, I don't really do New Year's resolutions, and I'm kind of in agreement with people who make the claim of, like, Who make fun of people who make resolutions, you know, when it's in like September and they're like, My New Year's resolution when New Year's comes around is gonna be like to go to the gym more. And people are like, Why don't you just I've never heard that.
1: So people saying it in September? No, what
0: I'm saying is people who don't people saying
1: like, Oh, in New Year's this is what I'm gonna do. People who
0: yes, people who don't like New Year's resolutions have made fun of people who do them, saying basically like, Why do you have to only set goals or resolutions Hmm. on the beginning of the year? Like, why Hmm. not just do it whenever and like actually Instead of saying you're going to do it, actually start doing it like today. Like, why not? All that being said, personally, if people want to set goals, nothing wrong with that. I don't necessarily do it. I guess this year, my only goal going into 2024 is like, Seriously. Call it a New Year's resolution. That's start, a resolution. Start applying for jobs and like looking for jobs. That is my like New Year's resolution this year. But that's like the first time, and I couldn't tell you how Here, long my, I've even done one. Here's my thing. I say I, something. Sorry, Mark. May sure. I just say one thing? Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Why do you gotta like do the air quotes? What? Why can't you just say straight? That's my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution
0: mm-hmm. is to look for a job in my field and hopefully actually get hired doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, ahead,
1: there you go.
2: No, my thing is like. I know, what he, I know what Maddie's saying in terms of people making fun of it like oh you could do it any time Yeah, but to me it's like it's a fair point it is a fair point but at the same time to me it's like yeah but why can't there be some sort of like because any other day wouldn't necessarily feel like special in a way but for a lot of people it's like a new year means like a whole new opportunity type mm-hmm. thing it's almost like you could, you could boil it down to like a new day is a whole new opportunity and maybe mm-hmm. the people who are criticizing New Year's people are like oh why don't you just treat the, this new day as like you can do whatever you want to do but, you know, I mean, people get busy. You never know. So, it's like, to me, it's just like, why not just use be, it as a way to reflect? Yeah. To be like, oh, it's a new year. Okay, how did last year go overall? And how do... Because it's, it's hard sometimes to go day by day and, like, compare and, like... But, like, when you think back and reflect, it's like, how did this overall year go? What did I accomplish? And what do I want to accomplish next year? Like, for me, it's been helpful to reflect and be like, what do I want to do? Like, for you, it's finding a job in your field. I think that's great. So, it's like... I don't necessarily think it's a stupid thing to do. I think that it's annoying when people do the same one every year, like, oh, go to the gym more. And then they just end up like quitting after a couple of weeks. That's yeah. silly for <clears> sure. <throat> but in general, I think it's a good way to just kind of like set goals for yourself.
1: Yeah. Just to piggyback off what you're saying, I agree with Matt in the sense of like, the, I've never heard of people who like, be like, oh, like I'm going to wait for new year's. No, and either. then, I've never do, heard of that. No. but yeah, to those people. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like a fair argument to say, oh, just like try and implement it now. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm going to echo kind of what you said. New year's just seems to be like a catalyst period where people are brought to think about these things kind of thing. Mm. Like you said, day-to-day people maybe aren't thinking about it, and maybe they should be, but in either case, New Year's is a catalyst period, and Mm. I think that's why a lot of people reflect and and try to set goals for themselves, particularly at that time.
2: Maybe some people do it with other, like I was thinking maybe people do it with their birthday, maybe some people do it with Mm. an anniversary. Who knows, maybe people reflect on certain dates, but I just think because New Year's is so intrinsically tied to like, refreshing let's like, go let's Easter look year. back yeah. it's like every new year like even like i watch like a lot of mma podcasts and shit and they're like oh let's look back at the year of mma and what happened because mm-hmm. it's a new year it's just like a, for a lot of people and even like i'm sure a lot of video game podcasts like oh let's look back at the at games of 2023 and it's podcast just like the past
0: couple weeks yeah. has been like what was the game of the year 2023 yeah. and let's look back at the year and it's also
2: because like everyone has like most people get like you know christmas break or whatever for students and stuff like that so it's just a way to kind of like wind down and chill and just, you have extra time to just think and, and reflect, I guess. But yeah,
1: yeah. Do you, do you
2: guys want to talk at all about your resolutions? I think we talked about it privately, but like, do you, would you guys want to get into that or not really?
1: Uh, well, we can get into it now. What I'm going to take it to first? a different place, but sure. we, can, we can say that first and then go. Oh, the I already mentioned place. mine.
0: It's just like <laughs> yeah. start. That's the big one is just start looking for work and hopefully actually getting hired. That's kind of the mm. big one because other than that.
2: Like no other general goals.
0: Not necessary. Uh, well, I guess on a more personal note, but this is something I don't even necessarily count it as a New Year's thing because I've already been working on it. But it would be like continuing to keep writing and hopefully getting this. I'm comic happy that you've been doing.
1: I'm happy that you've been doing it. Going. Why? Well, thank you. Um.
0: Yeah. Thank you for,
1: you know, looking at it and
0: stuff. Mm, um. Of course. But. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of something I'd like to continue doing too. Is just hopefully getting that going off the ground. I guess like the goal part of it this year would be and to like actually find an artist yeah. and get that ball like seriously rolling. So that hopefully end of summer twenty twenty five when Fan Expo rolls around, I can maybe have something to actually That'd like I mentioned so forever ago cool, right? go sit and at like my own booth and Mark and I would come and buy just some try and comics. again not to like sell it to make money, but just mm-hmm. to like put it hopefully in the right person's hands, but that mm. would be about it. Cool. cool.
2: You want to go, Patrick? I go?
1: actually didn't make any resolution this year. Mm. I, I've i kind of used this break. I've been a kind of scumbag this break. Mm. Like I've been I can attest to that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I don't know. I just haven't really been reflecting or anything. I've just been going through the motions, playing Spider-Man. Hell yes. Um, you joined the PS5 family. New
2: Year's resolution. Play video games. Play more video games. I don't want to. Do it. I
1: don't want that to be my resolution. That's fair. And I also I don't honestly after I play Spider Man like once the semester starts I don't see myself playing that much to be honest mm. with you maybe Overwatch Star yeah, we'll Wars do.
0: Jedi Survivors on sale for like forty five dollars. Oh, right I gotta now. play that one. Though. And I I'm so tempted. I just bought like I never played it. I just bought it? Oh. probably like forty dollars worth of Switch games and i want to buy final fantasy 7 remake part 2 it's like the end of february so technically i have time i don't have to buy it like right away but because i have like my wish list i don't know if you know this on the ps5
1: but on the store you can like set games in your wish list i don't so even know how to set it so that i can turn off my playstation 5 with my controller well okay what do you mean you uh, click
2: the whole you click the playstation button and there's a little power symbol on the there's no right. power symbol of mine what does that even mean mine is default Just there's no, no power it.
1: symbol top right.
2: No, no, not top right. It'll the be bottom, bottom right. When icons. you click the power button. Told me button, top right, bro. No. When when you click the patch, oh, when you click the
0: power, on the PlayStation button,
2: it'll pull up like volume, game base, oh, socials, notifications. whatever. Yes. It'll just be at the very
0: bottom right. It's down there somewhere. Anyways, now you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, just on this tangent. Now I see Jedi Survivor sitting on there for like 45 dollars like it's basically half off and i'm just kind of like mm. fuck i think Damn. i'm gonna have to buy that
1: it's, it was a good game though wasn't it the sequel the sequel is rated pretty good the sequel okay, well, at least as good yeah. as the original it seems as good
0: I mean, if not better than
1: mm. the first one according to still the general the public. the darth vader scene mm. i know we, i was didn't we so, talk about that for we like, did like, and i made a, i made a clip moments? i made a clip yeah. out of it too yes, yes. It's how
0: that kind of a, how kind of helpless you feel yes it's such a fucking go watch that episode
1: but anyways, uh, new year's resolution. But yeah, so do you want to say yours and then we can move on?
2: Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have, I have a couple that I wrote down. One is like, I've been I've been going, I mean, for the last almost two years now, year and a half, I've been going to the gym for the first time in my life. Bro, you look great, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, So I guess one of the resolutions is just to be more consistent with how often I go, I guess. Because I, I go, period, but it's just kind of like setting my schedule. I think starting Monday when I start school, like this week I've gone a couple times, but like... I want to go like, you know, four to five times every single week starting next week. So that'll be a goal of mine. I think um, I have some like teaching goals in general to kind of like, because I'm going to be teaching science um, when I'm like a full-time teacher, I want to like this year have a really good grasp of the content, like grade, at least grade nine and 10, like academic science and like really refresh myself and remember what was taught during those years. And so I can like be really confident in teaching it myself. Because right now I'm in teacher's college, but I haven't really spent the time like, truly getting intimate with the content. So I, don't, I wouldn't feel comfortable teaching now if you threw me into a classroom. I'd be like, what the fuck do I do now? Because I don't remember half of this shit.
0: Pull out the TV and some VHSs and go to yeah, work. right.
2: <laughs> Let Vsauce do it. Let's exactly. pull up Vsauce. Um, what else? Um, I mean, I have a, a general one of just kind of like engaging with my passions more, I'm trying to watch more movies, watching more shows, playing more video games when I'm like in, when I'm in my free time. And uh, yeah, the last thing I wrote was like, Maybe get into uh, a new relationship. and Maybe find find a find a new uh, lady this year. I don't have sunglasses, mm. but date <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I know maybe that's a weird one to say, but I just feel like I'd like to at some point like yeah. find my uh, my life partner. Yeah. So maybe sure, yeah. maybe maybe it'll be this year. Maybe it'll be next year. Who knows? But yeah.
0: uh, maybe never. <laughs> maybe never. Just a spitball. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Such a depressing thing maybe to say. Yeah. And,
2: then, and then the rest of the episode, I'm like,
1: <laughs> it's just sl- silently sobbing to himself. <laughs> Just to piggyback here, I would say if I were to think about it, I think I'm pretty serious about joining like some sort of fighting gym. Oh, dude, that's one too. I I think I really want to for this year to like get into it and eventually start sparring. I would say that's what I want to work to.
2: When you come back, I'm open to checking out the one that we're thinking about and actually seeing what the weightlifting room is like because if the lifting room is like as good or, you know, in and around the same as the one I go to now – I'll pay whatever it is, double to like have lessons and stuff like that. And then also be able to go to the gym. Yeah. It's just like a matter of like fitting of sort of stuff. Yeah. And also fitting that sort of like how many times a week are we going to be going yeah. for it to be worthwhile. Yeah, yeah We got to sort it out. Right? And then like with our schedules and stuff, it might be tough, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. Yeah.
1: And also do you want to say something? No, you finished
0: your point. Cause I have a little side note.
1: I was going to say uh, sort of a resolution for the podcast. Mm. Um, not to belittle sort of what we've done, because I'm pretty proud of what we've done so far. I've like m- I was gonna say like our <coughs> sorry had a little thing in my <laughs> throat there. Hairball. Um, not be- projectile
2: vomits projectile vomit.
1: <laughs> not to belittle what we've done. Like I'm proud of what we've done, mm-hmm. but I was gonna say a resolution we can do for the podcast is trying to again push our limits to make it more professional mm-hmm. looking. I just I was and I talked to you a little bit about today. Like I have been reflecting over the past couple of days i think we can do more to like make it more proper and i was even thinking about like different kinds of topics i want to do this year and you're you're
2: saying content wise make it more
1: i'm talking about setup and content wise i'm talking about both you know it's interesting because i feel yeah i I feel like when it
2: when it comes to like content wise i've always felt like i've i've my wish for the podcast is for it to be as like fun and funny and casual as it can be mm-hmm. and and when i reflect i think like sometimes i feel like our topics are like a little bit too prepared or too like oh everyone's coming with like we have to talk about this and like obviously we go off on tangents all the time like we've done it already today yeah but i think in general like for myself at least cuz obviously it's like i can only control what i'm putting out and the general idea of what i like to watch is people like spontaneously talking about funny shit and just being random and weird and interesting yeah so like i i want to push myself to be more like in one way more thoughtful about the kind of things that I'm talking about and in another way more loose about it Mm -hmm. just to like not really have a set I have to talk about this
0: yeah for me it's i am in agreement with you of that it would be nice to change the setup a bit not so much like the posters the tv all that stuff i think is fine but yeah. it's more like if we had a slightly different table maybe different chairs mm. or like mini couches or some shit, i and, think like, I, I think the couches would be cool even yeah, with the could arm cool, yeah. here like i like the idea already just playing with that arm i would like the idea of just having it floating it think, looks dope i just don't think it works with this With the four of us, I don't think it necessarily works, but I think there is a way to do it. We just have to like play with it. But like, So the setup would be nice. Content-wise, the only thing that jumps out to me is I think it was doing the bonus episodes we did, which hopefully you just watched all three of them over the past few weeks. But like the Game Awards one, the UTM one, and the one that I recorded today with my dad, it would be nice to like play with the show – a little bit more i was gonna say i was gonna say sorry yeah well i know what you were just saying about like not necessarily making it like super rigid but like i don't know it would be nice every once in a while if we had like a not even if it's just one topic but if it was like one overarching topic that we each could make a topic out of like a theme and then it was like a themed episode you know what
2: i've seen like I've seen um the idea of like having like a bowl with topic ideas like we did before. Right. But like we could pick from it and then we all talk about the same idea or um we could even just test for fun have like a side episode where oh like the no topic episode where we all just come in and start talking and see where it goes for 2 hours. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. no the shit. idea. I think that'll be funnier and more interesting than sometimes the planning potentially. Yeah.
0: Or even just like what you were mentioning before Patrick about like you two doing an episode with the girls or like I even think in my head like it would be funny one week to do one like like I said hopefully Varsha will be here next week but it would be fun to do one like just her and I one week Mm -hmm. of just like a one-on-one like chat for like so just kind of yeah yeah, I agree with that I know we've had guests and stuff before and we'll continue to do that you know when it's when it happens kind of thing but just like playing around more with like the structure of the show or what it is or like also doing things like you know still doing the Instagram clips and like hopefully maybe at some point in the spring going to like uh, Guelph like we had talked about like doing another university episode yeah. I think would be a lot of fun and especially now that we kind of have a slightly better understanding of how to like fix it from yeah. the first time we did it
1: I was going to say we have an option as well um, for the university one I was going to bring up Guelph we could do uh, <clears throat> sorry in the spirit of playing with the structure like playing with the show we could do an episode in the library where it's like um, like a quieter setting like, we're talking with people and it's, like, um, they have floors and, like, areas where it's, like, open, like, you can speak. So, it's not just quiet study. Mm -hmm. And have sort of the episode there. Mm. Or part of the episode there, even, like, we can... Because part of my worry is I think I got lucky getting us a spot at Mm -hmm. UTM. And I don't think Malcolm will be as fortunate at Mm -hmm. Guelph getting a spot. Um,
2: I know. I know. At York, there's, like,
0: podcasting rooms.
1: That's right. There is actually one at UTM as well. Isn't there a way to just go to, like... The thing the, is, I don't know the, if the, we can set up outside anywhere. But that's what, what I'm saying?
0: saying. Isn't there a way to just go to, like, the public part of a university campus? Because a lot of university campuses and college campuses, you could just, like, walk the grounds. But to, but to me, yeah, what... you can just walk the grounds, but to set up and have something, you need permission.
2: But to me, what's... I guess. That but... We,
0: but I feel like even that, we would just have to reach out to the school and just be like, hey, like... One of us is like, currently can, going we, here. One yeah. of us went here. Like, we've got two alumni, basically, and we just want to kind of sit and, like, do our thing for but a couple hours. My yeah. thing is,
2: like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, it was fun doing the episode, but, like, what's the purpose of going back to a public university space? Like, in terms of, the ep, like, the episode. Like,
1: to do, like, another one of those episodes. Just, of, like, yeah. have, like, a mix-up? Because have, like, just a mix-up. mix-up. Up. I, I Like, watching it back, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, it was, it, an, it was like, an doing enjoyable. it, like, I had a fun time. Yeah, me too. Like,
0: I think it would be part mix-up, part, like, not that it necessarily worked with the utm one but also a part of like is there any way to drive any sort of like viewership or engagement like is there any way to Mm. increase that by doing the university things maybe maybe not like i said with the utm one it didn't necessarily like blow the fuck up or anything but um yeah so i don't know it would be that's just to be the thing of like yeah maybe change the setup the actual physical set yeah. of what we do, and then just you know play around with. I would them. I would
2: love for all four of us to have individual beanbag type chairs. <laughs> we're not necessarily laying down, but it's mm-hmm. like we're chilling like slanted a little bit, and like one here, one here, one here, like four of them, yeah. and then like we have four cameras, and each individual person has a, or maybe we can do it the same way, like two and two, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, we'll have to see. And when, once once play this with table it. is gone, to be honest with you, we're going to be way less restricted. In my opinion, this table is huge. It is very yeah. big. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, I want to move on to sort of the statistics related to mm. New Year's resolutions. Okay. So there's four broad categories here. How many pe- people make New Year's resolutions? Can we, play, can we play a guessing game? We could play a guessing game. There's how many people make. I don't look. What are common, what are common New Year's resolutions? Okay. How many New Year's resolutions come true? And the last category is why do they fail? <laughs> so, what do you guys want to start with? Whatever you want. Sure, sure. So the first—those four specific questions, or those four things have like there's a like bunch of things under like them. Oh, oh, interesting. I see. Okay, so what's so like the first one? So this first point talks about the number of adults that make them. Sure. Percentage? A percentage. And this website is—it uh, seems like an open-source research sort of yeah. website where they just publish stuff. We can include the link for people to see if they want.
2: Okay, let's go. Percentages here. But I'm going.
1: It. I'm going seventy.
0: Yeah, I'm in a similar ballpark. I was gonna say like
1: 65. Okay. What is So 38 percent of adults. Wow. Will at least, will at least make a New Year's resolution. That's weird phrasing. While these resolutions often don't pan out, most adults head into them feeling positive. So 81 percent of the 38 feel positive. <laughs> Of that group, 86% of men feel confident that they'll stick to their goals, and 79% <laughs> of women feel right. confident. Mm-hmm. What was the women's decision? 79. Yeah, men,
0: are, sounds, men are more overconfident. I was going to say, yeah, it sounds like men. Right. be like, fuck
1: <laughs> yeah, I can do it. And women being more realistic mm-hmm. of like, we'll see what happens. This next bullet point is asking about Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. And Gen p- Z is what, our generation? Our generation. Yeah, are we Zoomers technically? Yeah. What, what, That's uh, a horrifying thought.
2: What... Um, is before us? What what's like the the, the range of years for Gen Z? Nineteen ninety seven,
0: I want to say. So we just made the cutoff to, to so we, we We're
2: almost we we're almost Gen X. Yes. Or is millennials? Because I think it's millennials mo- before us. It's millennials. How many before us? Two or just one?
1: One and then boomers. I think. So what's Gen, Gen X? Well, Gen, Gen X is younger? after us, I
0: think. No, there's got to be something else in there. There's no way it's millennials, boomers. Us, uh, there know, has I don't to be something else. Gen
2: X is yeah. after boomers, I think, isn't it? Or, or is yeah, Gen I X old, so. older? Oh, okay. I don't no,
0: know. This, this sounds like some astrology type stuff. <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting a little scared here. Yeah, I'm confused so the, and scared. My this, fight
1: or flight is activating. This next one's asking the percentage of Gen Zers who feel pressure to make resolutions mm. 40%? Oh, God.
0: Yeah, I would say like maybe like high 20s, 28.
1: Nearly 40% of just feel, right. <laughs> feel pressured to make a resolution. This is likely the reason why there are so many failed New Year's resolutions in the first place. Additionally, men, so 35% of them, feel more pressured than women, 28% of them, to make yearly goals. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> this next point is asking about parents that make New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Okay. A percentage of them make.
2: Um,
1: 55 can I change my answer 45 60 54% oh it's closer ah. I don't know why I changed it, it. what did I say you said 55 oh my god I was percentage close. off you were really close yeah. uh I'm gonna skip ahead to the next category this here there's a few Gaspianage. more points Gaspianage. I fucking hate guys yeah. yeah. well, actually I it's a fun game I hate it but it's fun it's I, fun. Fucking I <laughs> hate you know. uh so <laughs> what are common user solutions Okay. gym Lose so weight. what yeah what, well i'll tell you the, oh, the percentage thing right so uh, what percentage of adults set their goal to be fitness improving their fitness oh god
2: what percentage of the ones that chose to do it
1: yeah like what percentage of adults make their resolution f- fitness related?
0: 85
1: 75 final answers yep 39 mm-hmm. percent of adults set a goal of improving their fitness Wait, wow. so what, what's the other 70 percent or 60 percent? other similar I don't, know. I like don't what know. What's
2: the majority of the resolutions? Then?
1: Um, uh, we'll get to that. Okay. There's these numbers aren't really adding up, but we'll get to it. <laughs> Other similar resolutions include uh, sticking to their diet, thirty-three percent. Sure. Losing weight, thirty-seven percent. Sure. And just six percent of people list cutting down on alcohol consumption <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Um, what percentage of people want to improve their mental health or like set it as a goal? Like tw- twenty percent. Twenty percent. Okay. What do you think
0: Matt? Improve their mental health. I will toss out an even
1: down the middle 50 81 percent. All right, eighty-one percent of people set. I have never, I've never heard
2: people being like, "I want my mental health to be better this year." I'm maybe sure it happens. Maybe it's a recent thing. Like, maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Mm. But uh, that, but
2: that mm-hmm. doesn't seem to make sense to me because everybody you talk to is like getting better shape, getting better shape, getting better. Sh-. I never hear the hell at mental. Well, health yeah, thing. yeah. That's that's good that it's like a,
1: maybe it's like a paired thing. Like mm. they also think it's important to maybe. do whether they're like whatever their main one is um how many New Year's resolutions come true <laughs> oh god this is the answer everyone's been waiting for and this is this is why i said in the beginning you guys <clears throat> sort of had a point in saying they're stupid i guess 15 20 what was your guess sorry 15 15 20 percent just nine percent of adults mm. keep the resolutions all year wrong long Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum 80% of new year's resolutions are forgotten by midwinter while many <laughs> adults 23% quit the first week of the year <laughs> wow a quarter that's crazy um we have um a few other ones here that I'm c- I'm just going to skip ahead to we've been we've been on this for a little yep. bit so the last topic here the last uh, category here why do new year's resolutions fail mm. so what percentage of adults will not follow through on a resolution, um, it's 92%. 90, mm-hmm. It's just about the opposite of that percentage. Um, it says, watch out for Fridays, that strangely, a lot of people give up on their resolutions on Fridays. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> what percentage of goal setters forget their resolution by February? Oh, God. Forget it? For Just forget 45. It. 62? 43. Aha. Uh-huh. 43% oh. of people forget by February. <laughs> um, and the, the website's trying to comfort them. I don't know why. This is normal. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement of the new year wears off, and people simply become distracted hey, with their duties. You're good. Some tips don't to worry keep about your it. solutions include planning out your goal, making your goal specific, and mm. not making too many. Mm. There um. cool duh no I'm kidding <laughs> But yeah that's sort of just some of the stuff I wanted to some make salient and uh, yeah so if we're cool then I'm good too. yeah uh, there you go new Year's resolutions What's sounds Woo! like you got some good ones comment your resolutions please. below exactly. I'd like to see some. please uh, And you better stick to it you better stick to it Le- honestly lemma if you comment
2: but listen if you forget it by February it's fine also, 43% of
1: people do but also
0: so, we will come and find you I mean we
1: can it. we can hold her accountable that's the thing so let me be like sure. be wary if you she's in our orbit she's in our orbit we'll find okay. you
2: cool yeah. okay cool now, I kind of I picked my topic relatively last second so mm. you know I'll start
0: we'll see if it shows <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll start with my my what I have to say about it and then hopefully it'll jog your guys' memory in terms of Um, picks that you would have for this category. Mm, Okay. But I was uh, at work today and I was just showing one of my coworkers um, like a clip from a movie I really like called The Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm. And it was a clip of um, the main character Zero and his love interest Agatha. Agatha. And it was just like a really sweet scene where they like kind of fall in love and he's giving her this poem. And so then I was thinking like what are some of our favorites, favorite like on-screen romance or on-screen couples mm. I'd say now it can be movies it could be shows and it could be video games as well if there's like you know a couple on a video game that you guys really like
1: can I say a really horrible one oh like we
2: can also go bad as well mm-hmm. yeah
1: can I say that now? sure yeah just cause it's so salient to my mind right now yeah Michael Scott and Jane Levinson <laughs> from The, from oh the Office oh my god bro they make her... Jan Lemus Gould. No Gould, though. Oh, she got a oh, She got a That's, got the right. Horse. That's right. <laughs> 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 right. Drop the Gould. Um, yeah, she's just a psycho. Yeah. Like, she's so bad to him. Mm. And to be honest... Snip, snap, snip, snap.
2: Remember that? Yeah, was I just was like, just watching that. He's talking about, she's talking about like, he's like, how many vasectomies can one man take? He's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's like, you know what? You wanted one? I got one. and You want a reverse? I got a reverse. And snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but I was just thinking about it. Just ge- This is going to be a general comment. Sure. Mm. He's... Such an asshole. Like I know you said, like he cares, mm. but like that doesn't redeem this all the sure. stuff he does and says. He's a racist, like, like ignorant Scott. idiot. Yeah. Oh Good, so I'm chillin'. Yeah,
0: just making
2: sure. He yeah. was. Like, we were talking earlier. And Patrick was like, "Why does it? Why does he? He's, why he's is not he not even, for people?
1: He's not. He's not even like racist in a malicious sense. But yeah, just yeah, stupid. There's still racism and stupid. But like oh, Michael, yeah. Michael Scott. Yeah. Like he's just such a bigot, bro, in every sense <laughs> of the word. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. every sense of the word. So why do people like? I'm saying on the show, like, why does Pam feel for him eventually? Maybe she's the Why same Why does Dwight think, respect I th- him? I think it's, I think ultimately, like I said, to fault. It's, like
2: ultimately, even like, I just honestly think he's, he just loves everybody there and he like really, really cares about them. Yeah. So I think ultimately, like even if he's not great at his, he's, he's a good salesman too, actually. There's like, a whole yes. arc about him being like a great salesman. Yeah. But I think in general, I think it's like people are annoyed by him, but at the end of the day, like they love him. He's mm-hmm. lovable. Like yeah. he's like, he's because he loves them and he's, not being malicious, he's not purposefully an asshole. He's just kind of stupid.
1: Yeah, I mean, ev- eventually, like very early on, you see that it, like he doesn't understand. He doesn't, yeah, yeah, like what, what he's, he's doing and <laughs> what he's saying in <laughs> sure. a sense. And even like you get a glimpse to his childhood. Like he didn't have friends. Yeah, he ate with the lunch lady or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was on that childhood show. <laughs> that was a great one. <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, I want to have a hundred kids so that like I'll have a hundred friends no or one something. Can leave me. Yeah, and yeah. the puppet was just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just stuck on the puppet's face. That was great. <laughs> In terms of shitty couples, not like shitty, but one rat. (laughs) It was like a rat-looking thing. But before (laughs) you go on, I'm sorry. Jan, she would like... It's crazy. Like she would sexually manipulate him, mm-hmm. financially <laughs> yeah. manipulate him. Yeah, she
2: quit a job at some point because like, or she got fired. Got fired. Yeah. And she would just like use all of his money and just like sleep on his he, on he, his bed all day. He was
1: so depressed and he was so lost. Like he was gonna run away. He was gonna get on a train and run away. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. There's a scene where like in his full suit, he'll, he just sits on a train car and he's like ro- like ra- waiting for it to leave and it doesn't leave. <laughs> yeah, but he's just
1: come back too because he broke. He like he was broken up with her, mm-hmm. but she came back. She was like, I miss you. And got a boob and she job. Had a boob job.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like, he, everyone was like. Stay strong. Pam was like stay strong. When she comes back, she's gonna want to pull you back, but like just say no. And he was like he's like, listen, I'm sorry. And then as soon as he looks at her and she like takes off her jacket. I want to get back there. And he's like Yeah. He he goes
1: he goes to Pam, he's like, Your reason was good, but hers were bigger.
2: (laughs) 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 I I
3: remember
1: in that
2: episode, like he's like She's like, you want to, you want to feel them? And like he just keeps like Yeah, he just keeps yeah, yeah. he just
1: keeps <laughs> holding them. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I'm not any, I'm not any I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> respectable.
0: Um in terms of romantic couples, one that immediately jumped to mind that's not like one of my favorites. Sure. Like it's not like necessarily a good example, but it just makes me laugh is uh I guess both movies, but specifically the original Top Gun. Yeah, him and I forget her name, what's the, the actor's name? I don't know. Some that. fan you are. I know. (laughs) But just him and the lady from the first one Mm. that they're like back and forth and like him meeting her at the bar and then like the fucking class the next day and she's the teacher or whatever and it's that fucking thing between him and Goose of like Mm. fuck that was the greatest <laughs> first impression to make and everything and then, and then take my breath away and then take my breath away and they bang in like apparently the coolest yeah. room I've ever seen honestly that, that's one of the, lo- the best scenes in the movie so right? that's amazing <laughs> yeah, that, that song is
2: just one of my favorites of all time and that's
0: it. so good and even him and Jennifer Connelly in Maverick yeah, they're good I too. like their relationship together I love the scene of like when they finally first of all when she goes, when they hang up for the first time and he drops her off on the motorcycle and she leaves and it's like, all right, bye, whatever. Mm. It's fine. But the second time when he drops her off and she walks into her house and just leaves the front door wide open, it's like, <laughs> let's go, Tommy Cruz. <laughs> like, let's do got, this. Got it. Got him. And then I love the scene too where like when they do finally hook up and she boots him out the like second floor of her
1: house or whatever and he like mm. climbs down or whatever and bumps into the kid and whatever. Mm. Like that,
0: you know, top guy. Correct me Very if good. I'm
1: wrong, but I heard this thing that... uh to, like for Tom Cruise movies, they purposely cast shorter people oh, girl, to make shorter, him. Oh, I see. To make him look taller. Like, I've heard that like, he, I've he's heard, like, heard like that, he's like five seven or five He's six like five, seven, and I heard that they purposely cast like the extras and like other people to be shorter. I've so heard it. He, I've heard, heard it makes sense. I've heard
2: he wears like lifts potentially during movies too, or and, or they use like the angles. And yeah, things.
0: they also I imagine shoot a lot of it in a way that like, like you know kind of yeah. Does listen? Some Tom Cruise is a beast. Mm-hmm. Like when
1: I hear that fact, I'm like, how do you not feel like kind of emasculated? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess him rolling around on all of his billions su- of dollars, Suge McDuck piles of of I'm sure, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. He's he's more than okay. That's
2: so true. W- one big one for me that came into my mind when I thought about this topic was Zero and Agatha. Mm.
0: Mm. But Agatha's Saoirse Ronan, right? She's God, beautiful such in that crush on movie.
2: Her. She's beautiful in that movie. You want pull up? Can you pull up? Uh, can you search up Saoirse Ronan, Grand Budapest, and just go to images and go to
0: gifs, Matthew? Mm. Isn't it the one with her and all the lights? I love that. God. One. Matthew, it's a beautiful yo. show.
1: Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh-huh. but uh, aren't you a taken man? I am, which is why <laughs> I would
0: never leave or do
1: anything, Grambly but I'm does. just saying.
0: Listen, Varsha was texting me, speaking to Top Gun the other day. Yeah. She was at home, and she's like, yeah, I'm uh, watching Top Gun Maverick right now. And when Ty, uh, Miles Teller and all them are on the beach playing fucking like, football and, and whatever, it's oh, wait, like hot as shit. Um, and, she's like, and then I kept rewinding and rewatching the scene. So... Um, I ain't wearing that right <laughs> now. <laughs> exactly. You go to, to gifts.
2: Yeah, I, I love I love this GIF of her in the movie. It's such a beautiful Thank shot. you, Wes Anderson. It's a beautiful GIF. Oh, she's pretty. Yeah, she's really pretty. Great. So that movie's fantastic. Great. And to me, their relationship, what I love about it so much is is how innocent they both are. It's mm. just very like, pure
0: and lovely. And I also think it's-, it's very it's, of the time, too. Sure. Because isn't Budapest set in like that? 30s or the 20s or something something like that I think it's it's, yeah like it's older so like it also fits that kind of or it's during the war isn't it during the war I think the war there's war stuff that's going on during
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah. but it's just like a very it's just very simple of like they just they like each other a lot and they're just like everyone approves and it's just a beautiful like simple and they don't really go too much into the details of their relationship and how they met and stuff but and it's very even though it's very brief it's very it's very elegant and beautiful I love it Mm -hmm.
1: sorry to sidetrack here but uh, why do I feel like there's a double standard with girls being able to be like oh that guy's hot but Mm. like if a guy goes like oh i think this girl's like hot like i'm like she's like attractive or whatever then it's like the end of the world for like the girl Mm. is there a double standard like you're 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 saying
2: you're saying people are more harsh on guys when they're like oh she's cute or vice versa
1: that they're more harsh on guys like if your girl went up to you and she was like oh like brad pitt Mm. Love him, and Varshin, then you were like Megan Fox, like she's like so. Marsh
0: and I aren't really like that. Like we'll tell, like she'll tell me every, every once in a while, like oh yeah, that actor's so hot, or whatever. Or even that movie, um, her and I are gonna hopefully go see it at some point. That anyone but you movie with oh, Glenn Powell and, and Sidney Sweeney. Yeah. Like we both basically said to
1: our, each other, like
0: yeah, we'll go watch that movie so I can look at Sidney Sweeney for two hours. <laughs> and you can look at Glenn Powell for
1: two hours, kind of. He's thing. an attractive man. He's I a good-looking dude. He's more attractive than I think she's attractive. I when people do the fan true. casts,
0: uh, he's. The, in Top Gun Maverick 2, he's the asshole. Pilot oh, the blonde to Miles dude. Pilot. Yeah, okay, yes. I, know, I know, I know, I know. Him, I mean, I'll just say it really quick. The fan cast make him fucking Cyclops in the X Men. Just he saying. would be great, but I think he'd be more make him more a attractive. Green Lantern in James Gunn's DC. So.
2: Oh, okay, he's yeah, it's, it's
1: not far and away, but no, stretch,
2: yeah. honestly, Miles Teller is great in in Top Gun Maverick as well. He he's a good, good looking boy. I'll the tell mustache. you what, with the stash but Yeah, body. so that was one of them, and then the other one I wrote down was, um, what's his name? uh Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone in La La Land. In La La Land, mm. I was going to
1: say that but they but they're divorced. they get divorced. At the and end
2: so of the movie like, they end up splitting up Spoils. and like That's yeah, not spoil it because but, like
1: but to me their on-screen the chemistry
2: yeah, and the on-screen chemistry was just fantastic was between so them. Good. The banter was felt really natural. They just like the way they would joke around with each other and how they they were just they meshed super well. Mm. So I think the way they compared to like the Grand Budapest couple of Zero and Agatha is that it's less brief, it's more intimate and the movie's about their relationship in mm. a sense. So it's like you see more of the everyday interactions between them and stuff like that. So I think it's beautiful in that sense. Mm-hmm. And even though it doesn't work out, you know, it was beautiful. It's beautiful because it happened Ge- type thing. Generally
1: speaking, like as a movie, when we first sat down to watch it and someone said it was a musical, I immediately kind of just like... Me too. I, I kind of like, like hissed a little bit. Bro, like we I was started
2: like, and we were both like, I think me, you, and Malcolm were like, oh, we're just like, oh we don't boy. want to do another musical. But the,
1: but the movie played and... Honestly, it's one of my favorite movies. Me too. It's, it's the easily chemistry. a top ten for me. By, by the end of it,
2: yeah. we were all like, "That is one of the best movies we've ever
1: seen in our life." The, the chemistry between the two leads, like you said, hmm. the, the music like, the was re- catchy. The music was catchy, like the realism of sort of the back and forth of their sort of situation. It and just their like lives you, individually. Their changing. lives individually. Yeah, exactly. Like it just made you care for them and i was in for the ride and
2: not to mention that visually it's stunning and and
1: and part of me also thought like are they gonna like can they make it work Mm, like mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie or can they make this work for me
0: it wasn't i remember watching it for the first time in the theater with my mom and just being like so immediately and just the same thing of like i really don't fucking like Mm. musicals and other like i always say it's like nightmare before christmas uh phantom of the opera and that was basically it for me until like la la land Mm. um and I just remember watching it for the first time in the theater and just being so immediately, like, in love with it. Of like, this is fucking awesome. And the music's, like, so good. And Damien, blah, 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 Damien blah. Giselle's the fucking music piece. so good. And it was also because part of what got me in the theater in the first place was like, oh, yeah, the guy who directed Whiplash. Like, I'll go see yeah. what he did next. Although I still haven't seen Babylon. Um, me neither. Apparently it's, like, three hours and I just fucking mm. it's so long. But, like, I just remember seeing it. And it wasn't ever a thing of, like, are they going to make it work? But when they do the thing where it's, like, they split... And she goes off to pursue the acting thing, and you aren't really sure what happens to him. And then when they do the, like, five-year-later thing, oh, that's I'm like, oh, that's crazy. Breaking, and then when it's her at the house with the different guy and the kids, yeah. I was, like, so dude, devastated. Def- but when they go – when they're walking around L.A., her and her new husband, and they go past the club – and then he's like, "Oh, this place seems cool, or whatever." And they walk in, and she walks in after him, and it cuts the fucking sign. It's the sign she sebs, drew for him, yeah. and it sebs with the music note. I'm like, yeah. "Get the fuck out!" And then that final thing where they're in the fucking club together, and they look. do that whole like five minute scene of just like them together, and like what could have been obviously nah, it's like dude, played up because they're on like yeah. they're on like sets, and there's like background dancers, yeah. so it's like obviously like kind of a dream like version of it. But then when it, like, all that happens, and it's like, I remember sitting there watching being like, oh my god, yes, she's gonna leave this fucking guy, mm-hmm. which is such a shitty thought to have, but it's like, she's gonna leave this fucking loser, I don't know, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, share custody with the kids or whatever, I guess, and she's gonna wind up with Ryan Goss and then it's just the fucking cut back to the club of, like, him done playing the thing, her, or when he stops playing and her sitting there, and then it's just that fucking, That's there. no wonder she won best actress that year but it's that fucking look they have between him and just that no words just a little and he goes right back into the fucking music and i don't remember if she gets up to leave or whatever it is, but it's just that knowing thing of like it's not gonna work but in another world it would have
1: kind of God, thing and it's just yeah. so good Chels, bro. Chels, I, I, it's I,
0: so good and that's why even though it doesn't work out it is a thing I'm of like one of the best relationships yeah. yeah
1: yeah a similar dynamic i would say is uh from a marriage story Adam oh, Driver dude. and uh, I think that was an incredible movie too. great movie too yeah. and is it crazy for me to say or to th- like I had the thought of like she was with her other man right but like I kept thinking like it just I feel like she doesn't think it's the same like I feel like she doesn't have the same mm. energy with him mm. it just didn't feel right I don't know mm. well neither one of them Obvi- obviously I the like movie that's built kind of the whole movie
0: of like just yeah. the, like miscommunication the lack of communication the miscommunication the yeah. like you know saying the wrong thing when you like you know when he it has that whole scene where he fucking blows, blows up on her and whatever. Yeah. Like, I wish you were dead. Wake up! I yeah. wish you were dead. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like all the shit where it's like you know things you say that you don't necessarily mean, but like yeah. you know. Uh, I'm gonna raw.
2: I'm gonna throw out one video game one because mm-hmm. I, I love video games is um, uh, Nate and Elena. You're gonna say Nate and oh, Elena. God. Yeah, they just have a very like fun banter heavy relationship, and in the fourth game especially, they deal with a lot of like him pursuing this stuff that he's not supposed to be pursuing anymore, and he he promised that he'd give mm-hmm. up and her being hurt that he broke that promise and and keeping it from her and all this stuff and them trying to, like, mend that. And there's a really beautiful scene where you're driving in in the car. Remember that with her? Mm -hmm. And, like, this, like, soft piano music's playing and you're driving through the field and it's kind of, like, you've both... She she flew out and, like, you know, kind of caught you in the act of going treasure hunting and all this shit. And so it's, like, it's, like, a really... They go into their relationship a lot more in the fourth game and it really flushes out their relationship more because in the first game... It's like they get to know each other, it's fun, it's like funny, whatever. In the second game, they like you find out that he's like with Chloe, like kind of hanging out with her, and like Elena's not in the picture, and then they like run into each other again. So it's kind of like always a little bit passing and like cute. But then in the fourth game it's like
1: really like profound and They're I like it. A lot. it yeah. And then they sit
0: and play Crash Bandicoot together. Yeah, I
1: be, love that. Be completely honest. Okay. Mm. Who's hotter, Elena or Chloe? <laughs> Chloe. Without it's a doubt. Chloe. You know what it
0: is? Sorry, Elena. Chloe for sure, but I think it's almost like Chloe's like the black cat though to like sure yeah, yeah, Elena's Mary Jane it, it honestly yeah. depends on like it. she's the sort of like the more like fun but the good like good girl versus the dangerous kind of bad. and like yeah. you really he really shouldn't be with Chloe Which like he should should be with Elena but yeah. it's that it's the black cat Mary Jane thing of like every time Spider-Man's with black cat it's like, so. you really shouldn't be doing this dude mm. but also like it's really hot and fun yeah. but like you know you should be with MJ kind I, of
2: I think if the I think if they looked exactly the same same character models and you flipped it and Elena was like the one that was kind of a badass and like he shouldn't have been I think we would have felt the opposite really? if if Chloe acted and was written as like a good respectable rational sure. like to be, to you know be what i'm saying
1: honest. The tan, like I'm pretty attractive. The dark <laughs> skin. I think
2: you're, you're, you're dark, dark skin. Not dark skin, no, not dark, skin dark hair. Dark hair. Dark
1: features. I'm yeah. more into the dark features. Yeah. Yeah. Australian. Anyone, uh, does anyone have nice. any other uh, questions? Any I was going to throw so out um, Amy Santiago and Jake Peralta. Mm. I like them initially. Brooklyn 99. Oh. In Brooklyn 99, but that show just gets so corny and so repetitive. And Really?
2: <laughs> I stopped watching it for the first couple of seasons. Yeah, it,
1: it's like, I like how they build up sort of how they're not together but they have this chemistry and then eventually it works out for them kind of thing they end up getting married at the very end they get married mm-hmm. i don't even know what the very end is i didn't even finish the show they uh, had like a uh, sixth. the sixth season was during covid and the first scene they're wearing masks i was mm-hmm. like i'm out <laughs> <laughs> like i'm in it like why are you showing this that to me right now? definitely bugs me
0: about with some shows when they like acknowledge covid i don't know. i guess it's like it depends like my parents my mom you know dragged my dad into watching one of the i think it's like this is us or Mm. a million little pieces whatever the fuck it is but it's one of those like more kind of not like soap opera but it's more like sad and drama or like my dad always makes fun of it where it's like you know every time there's a happy moment somebody fucking gets a cancer diagnosis (laughs) but it's like in that it was like yeah covid happened and i just it feels weird to me like i get that it happened but it's like I don't there know. could be a way,
1: there could be a way to do it, but like, I think there's a way to do were just it. Just like not, even when my
0: mm-hmm. parents were watching Shameless, and like the one of the last couple seasons, like was around COVID, and like that kind of dealt with it. But that also felt that to me, it worked. Where I don't know, like not that I ever watched it, but like if I was watching fucking Succession <laughs> about like you know all these like rich spoiled assholes, have you, have you heard and heard of that then, show?
2: Like, You've never heard of Succession before?
0: (laughs) It's apparently fantastic. It's like, apparently, one of the
2: best shows in the last like a decade or whatever. But it's like, if
0: I was watching, or it's like, if you were watching, but imagine you were watching Breaking Bad. Sure. And then there was like a season of Breaking Bad where like everybody's like wearing masks and they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this COVID thing. Like, it doesn't make any sense in that. Mm -hmm. Even though that world is like reality, in quotes, it just doesn't. To me, Th- it's also whole
2: thing. to me. It's also like unless it's like a, a documentary, or, like or a biopic or whatever. It's like it doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be an escape from reality. It's supposed to be like a new yeah. world and whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: To, and that's and to me, it's it's definitely more egregious when it's shows that are like. Or I guess it's annoying when it shows that are like real in quotes, but at least it kind of makes sense. But yeah, to me, it's just like mm. imagine if a fucking MCU movie mm. was like everybody's like, yeah, COVID, huh? It's like, <laughs> aren't you worried about the fucking planet blowing up? Like, don't we have it doesn't proportion, fish yeah. But um, anyways, I'll throw out relationships. I have one
2: as well. Yeah, do you want to go first? I was just gonna say, there it's very brief, and mm. it's not one of my best uh picks to be honest. But I think. Um, Jack Skellington and Sally. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're just like a cute little couple. I mean, you don't really get to see that much between them, but she's like, she's always very like, she admires him a lot, and she like sees him kind of going down this bad path of trying to make Chris like trying to do Christmas in Halloween Town, but he's like, fucking it up and making things <laughs> horrible and like ruining stuff for uh, people who actually celebrate Christmas and stuff. Yeah, and she's like one of the only ones who's like, please stop, this is a bad idea, like you're, it's not good for you type thing um so it was like a i was like a fun relationship it was like mm-hmm. it was sweet
1: as a kid i always liked the relationship between will turner and elizabeth swan from pirates of the caribbean oh okay mm. it was it's that dynamic of she's like the royal she's like the high mm. class person and he's like the lowly blacksmith mm. um and i don't know it always sort of it's, it's that dynamic is always mm. something i sort of gravi- gravitated towards in like shows and movies mm. um and believe it or not I feel like Egypt is a pretty sorry it doesn't have to be being closer but more just like pointed you know? I, f- I feel like e- not I feel I know Egypt has sort of like a class based sort of set up there in a sense where it's like I was there a couple summers ago and I don't know how this debate broke out but I was talking with my cousins and we were headed to a, a resort um, doesn't matter where uh, with the exact uh, <laughs> location. Let's, let us me put the longitude, <laughs> and latitude uh, coordinates. No, so we were talking about okay, like who would you end up with? Like would you be okay with like dating uh, like a waiter or like would you be okay with, like getting mm. with a waiter, marrying a waiter? Um, I don't know. I can't remember what exactly. I didn't say waiter exactly. Who would I say? Garbage man. I don't know. Just some occupations that are like not perceived to be as like prestigious. Sure. And they were like saying oh, like, no, um, you got to be with your level kind of thing. Like, you have to have, like, the same sort of income. You have to that's have the insane, same sort of insanity. class level kind of thing. <laughs>
2: same, inc- same income? What are the they going to have the same
1: income? Sim- similar. Like, they were saying, like, same, same ballpark. Like if, you, mm. um, like, if you're here and, like, who you're marrying is, like, here, it's, like, they're not about it. And one of their arguments was, like, oh, in Egypt as well, there's, like, a really big difference in education. Where it's like if you're of like having like one of the non-prestigious jobs, I guess, it's likely the case that you're educated differently. They were going off about how like they have like different manners when eating and... It just like they're they're kind the, of talking the about, the, they're, talking mesh, about they say, uh, they're talking they were about like
2: people who are like quote unquote uncivilized in their opinion. Or exactly, they were saying mm. like people
1: who are like uncivilized, and it's like a different sort of like sure. vibe, I guess. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of shocked me, to be honest with you. I didn't, I never really, I think that, thought about that. I think in that,
2: Egypt. In, I think that in country in many other countries that are not like Western countries, it's like yeah. this, it's like very was a stratified. But we worked? but we
1: take it for granted because they're sure. like the education is really universal, and there's mm. like we are an educated country. And I just don't like. I don't want to fault them right away without like understanding. I With guess how they grew up and how they grew up and like sort of that difference that they're, just that they're claiming is there. You it's know just really what, so?
2: what they believe. It's not like them trying to be dicks about. It. They're just like that's how they believe it yeah, yeah, to yeah. be the case. But yeah. but
0: also Dom No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Um, I mean, fiction couples. There's so many. I feel like a quick one to just rattle off that like doesn't require too much explanation is Han and Leia in the original Star Wars oh, trilogy. Oh yeah. Always a big fan. Mm. The fucking overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a the little Empire moment of just him going into the fucking Carbonite and the just, I love you. I know. Like, fucking love that. The Family Guy parody of that still <laughs> so always good. makes me laugh. <laughs> the, yeah. I love when Lois, I love you and Peter. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but Han and Leia is a big one. <sighs> Other moving game ones, though? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying anyway, to think
2: wise.
0: as well. Games is weird because I don't think of that many games.
2: And how many games have a focus. relationship?
0: I guess one that comes to mind, and this is more of like a dark horse kind of pick, but there's this smaller indie kind of game called Haven mm. from the past few years, which is made by the same studio that did this game called Fury, which is Fury's fucking badass. Like it's a boss rush game and it's all neon colors and like synth wave shit. Um, and ha- Haven's a similar aesthetic, but it's less combat focused and it's just basically like this couple crashes on this like alien planet because they're like running away together or whatever and then it's just like you playing as the two of them trying to like you know Mm. survive on this planet whatever Um, I like their relationship a lot in that game because it is just kind of like you playing as both of them and sort of like build this relationship you know up as you go kind of thing I
2: have one that might be one of my favorites it's um, in Arrival
0: Mm. so in
2: Arrival there's um, what's her name what's the actress's name I can't remember
0: shit why am I drawing a blank Amy
2: Adams there we go so Amy Adams in the movie she um, meets this guy because like the aliens land and she's a linguistics professor and they bring the government brings her in to like translate the language right Mm -hmm. and she's matched up with this physicist played by Jeremy Renner who's Hawkeye in the Avengers movies and he is like breaking down the science of it and whatever so they work together on this project spoiler alert for the movie please watch Arrival it's amazing (laughs) but basically what you, you end up learning is that once you learn the alien language, it allows you to perceive time differently. That
1: always screwed me up, bro. It, it, I, I can't wrap my head around so it. It's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: like she she began to perceive time as like she can see everything all at once. She can see the future, the past, the present all together, and like it's like a circular thing. Yeah. And she sees into the future, and it's, what's brilliant is that you see in the beginning of the movie this this child that she has, and that the child dies from cancer and whatever, and you just kind of you assume that it happened chronologically, in that she got matched up with this alien thing after her child died mm-hmm. but once you realize that that was like a kind of foreshadowing of her perceiving time differently and what you realize is that this physicist that she meets later in the movie she's she ends up marrying him and having a child with him after all the alien stuff is resolved and figured it out and basically she knew that she's going to be with him and that she, they're going to have a child and the child's going to die And she ends up making that decision to be with him anyway, even though she sees that future and Mm -hmm. that horrible, that horrible demise of her kid. Yeah. And it's so sad because like you see in the future, like the daughter being like, oh, like where's daddy or whatever. And like he left, he, they got divorced and he left because he couldn't handle the fact that she never told him that I know my, our daughter's going to die. Like, why would you allow us to have a daughter that's just going to die when she's like a kid? It's horrible. So like, but they're dynamic is so sweet and like they work together and they like help each other and they emotionally support each other through this insane experience of like aliens landing and them trying to process that and stuff. So I think that's like one of my favorite couples for sure.
0: Two more that sprung to mind for me. Uh One, we mentioned Spider-Man earlier and even though I don't like these movies but Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone they again have, they have Stone. in they Amazing Spider-Man 1 they and 2 it. like their Peter and Gwen dynamic is so fucking good mm, and it's is. another thing where it's just like it kind of checks a lot of boxes where it's like sweet when it wants to be or like kind of more funny and cute charming, when yeah. it wants to be and charming but then there's also like aren't those movies good no not really they the first not? one's fine they had, they had
2: really i think they they're people appreciate them now for like how they portrayed spider-man as like in action type thing Like they had really yes. cool action scenes mm. and some of the relationships like were, were portrayed really well but i think in general people are just like yeah, the writing was kind of whatever and like
1: they're not great The overall. first
0: one with Lizard, I think, is fine enough. It's just the second one suffers from Spider-Man 3 syndrome of, like...
1: That's my favorite Spider-Man let's, Man put, the <laughs>
0: let's put everything in the kitchen sink in this one. It was also just because Sony was trying to rush, like...
1: Everything in the kitchen sink? What if we do a Sinister Six Venom, thing? Sandman, and Elect- Harry. Electro and Harry. No, no, no. It's I'm four. talking about Spider-Man 3, Tobey yes. Maguire. Venom, Sandman, mm-hmm. and Harry. It should have just been, like, Sandman and Harry. Oh, one too many
0: they did one too many (laughs) I think so it it just makes Spider-Man 3 feel like it's got to don't get me wrong I have a soft spot for Spider-Man 3 but it just makes it feel like kind of more like messy than it needs to be and Amazing Spider-Man 2 is way worse of that of like Electro. you get Electro so it's like okay fine you get Harry you kind of get Rhino but not really because he's not in the suit for the first five seconds and then they tease you with the trailers of like he's gonna fight Rhino and then it's literally just the final 30 seconds he goes to fight Rhino and it fucking cuts to black so it's like Thanks for edging everybody (laughs) in the audience there. But it's like, so you kind of have Rhino, but not really. You've got Electro. And then it was like, we're going to introduce Harry... And also give him an entire Green Goblin I didn't like Harry in that movie. In the movie. And then it was even just the thing, too, when it's... I don't remember if it's the post-credit or just, like, at the end of the movie when Harry's, like, in jail. And that, like, mysterious guy in the fucking fedora's, like, walking down the hallway leading up to his cell. And you see, like, the vulture wings behind him. Mm. And then the Dr. Octopus arms behind him. And, like, one other thing. It's like, why are you, like, trying to shoehorn in all this shit? (laughs) starting to his problems. But Emma Stone you know, you know who else and had... Andrew Garfield work together, and it's
1: great. You know what other movie had a lot of villains that you didn't say that about? Uh, no Way Home. No Way
3: Home, yeah.
2: <laughs> See,
1: here's the thing with No Way Home, though. <laughs> no Way Home is
0: playing with element. No Way Home is basically saying, like, here's all this shit that you already know and that's already been established. It's like a fucking Avengers movie where it's like, here's all this stuff you already know. You already have attachments to. You understand everything that's in play here. You know all the puzzle pieces. Here's all of it together. I'm trying to introduce her for the first time. It's not. Yeah, it's not trying to be like. Here's the Green Goblin for the first time, and Sandman, and the Lizard, and Electro. It's like no, you know never, who all these characters are because yeah. you have the history with them. That's right. Whereas in like Amazing Spider-Man two, it's just like, hey, here's a Harry you've never met. Even in see, even in Spider-Man three, it works because it's like you had Harry in the first movie, you had Harry in the second movie where he finds out Peter's Spider-Man, and he still blames Spider-Man for his dad's death. So you get. To then the third one of like, now nah, he's a fucking bad guy. Like, mm. that
1: works. His, his Green Goblin's dope. The new Goblin thing? Yeah, his Green Goblin's. Dope. I uh,
0: wish he had a better design. Yeah, the suit seemed very forgettable. The suit was always just basic. like, it was just neck down. It was like the black, yeah. whatever, body suit. Yeah, the visor and, and then like the, the face green, Yeah, it was like a ski mask thing. With, but I just De- actually gave him a cooler look. But
2: Willem Dafoe's Dufault. was so memorable that like, that like badass like big smile. People still to this little... day aren't
0: crazy about his look cuz oh. people have kind of always made the joke where it's like it's like he's wearing a power ranger shooter, suit or something. It's
2: it's definitely a little cheesy but to me it's more it's just more memorable memorable to me. I just
0: like that Green Goblin's one of those characters that's hard to do Sure. the look in live action and I feel like that's a good way because again Amazing Spider-Man 2 where it's just like I forget that actor's name but it's like here he is but he's like fine the whole movie and then his green goblin look is again some like just generic looking like and his armor, face is all thing. Up. and it's like his hair is messed up and yeah. his skin's pale and it's like mm.
1: can you switch up the Spider-Man 3 one? Oh, the new goblin? New goblin, yeah. I just think,
2: too. yeah. I think Matty was, like Manny was saying, it was, like, just mainly black, and it had, like, he had, a... Like a
1: so he had, like, a lightsaber-looking thing. I too. like the
0: sword. I like the three blades plop, uh, popping out of the side. All that stuff I'm cool with. I like his kind of more, like, yeah, narrow it seems like He seems a like a basic, like, spy-looking... I don't know. That's all right. The Like, his tool set and what he uses is fine. The mask is, like, cool, oh, is but cool. it's, like... Can you, can you search up uh, Willem Defoe's goblin? Hmm. Faux Green Goblin.
1: Whereas, yeah, it's like me, his to me, that's Green cool. Goblin. I that's like cool. the look of.
2: And what about the third? And what about the Amazing Spider Man one? Let's look at the one more.
1: Oh, I don't even remember that one.
2: I think he, they just fucked up his. Like, he has like, like, like weird shit on his face. Yeah, it's just like, oh, his hair's. Like, like, but it's just a
0: dude. I mean, the like, glider's kind of cool. But I'm like, it's just a fucking dude in like green laser tag armor. Like, it's not an interesting design. And that's what I'm saying. We're on the right where it's like, that's him the whole movie. And it's like, oh, and now his hair is messed up mm. and his fucking skin's pale. I'm like, all right, I guess that's he, wasn't, he, was, a he, he was of the was He was handled very poorly. He was, yeah. That was just lame as shit. Um, Anyways. The other one I was going to toss out game-wise, and I feel like this could be applied to a lot of games, but I will specifically give a tip of the cap to Hades because I love that game Um, because it's like a roguelite and a romance game or a dating sim, like all wrapped up into one. A lot of the relationships you can make as Zagreus in Hades are like memorable to stick out to me. And this is kind of just a broader point I guess I'm making about video games that let you pursue like romancing options with different characters. Because there are some games like that that I think of or that come to mind of like the relationships are more special than they would have been in like a movie or show or whatever. And this is just the power of games because it's like I actively mm. pursued that like whether it's a telltale game or I'm sure some quantity Detroit Become shit. Human like Detroit, yeah. Who farted?
2: I don't Because
0: it smells like shit in here right now. <laughs> Oops. And that's all I have to say about this time. Perfect. <laughs> all right, fellas. Let's close out the first episode of the <laughs> New Year here. Yeah. No, uh, oh, Patrick. Patrick dead. After he gassed himself out. Um... This is slightly more serious in nature, I guess. Do that, um, do that the whole time rest of the episode. <laughs> slightly more serious in nature. I guess we'll see you know what we think of it um, it actually I thought of it today when I was talking with my dad doing that bonus episode because um, he sort of mentioned it and then it just stuck out to me but and we've also mentioned immortality on the show. this is maybe in that vein. the idea of like your own personal legacy. Oh. And what you want your legacy to be. And cuz I was thinking about that cuz like I talked to my dad and I was just kind of like, you know, eh, hey, you know, like what's new, what's interesting, you know, new year, blah blah blah, and I was talking where it's like, yeah, you're like planning on retiring. He p- plans on like the start of the summer next year, so like 2025 and whatever. Um and he was saying he's like, you know, it's or cuz I was also asking cuz his birthday's tomorrow, so I was like, you know, at the time recording, so I was like, you know, I was like making fun of him. And I'm like, yeah, what's well, like being old and whatever. Um you're such a jerk son he was saying when it's like he was like you know when you start to get older and he was basically saying he's like you know your mom and i to use hockey terms are in like the third period of our lives kind of thing um but he was saying he's like as you get older what's a comforting thought is looking back at your life and not having many regrets and also knowing that you spent the time well and like you know, you'll have to listen to the episode. Hopefully you did last week. But, like, he kind of explained it as, like, you know, raising you guys and, like, having a good stable home or, like, you know, having a fulfilling career and, like, you know, knowing that, like, you know, he deals with a lot of, like, pain in the ass kids. But, like, he was reading to my mom and Michael and I the other day, like, a Christmas card one of his students had, like, given him that basically just saying, like, you know, I'd like to go into teaching someday and if I do do that, like, I want to be a teacher like you kind of thing. And so him talking about, like, you know, knowing that, like, for every pain in the ass or shit kid that he wants to, like, strangle, there's also, like, another kid that, you know, he had some sort of impact in their life. And also just because my dad's very, like, goofy and silly and likes making people laugh, like, at work and just generally, like, he also thinks about, you know, that being a thing he's proud of, of, like, knowing that he made, you know, his school more fun to work at and, like, you know, made people laugh and, you know, all that kind of shit. So it just got me thinking about this idea of, your legacy mm. um, and what kind of legacy you want to leave behind. I've got, a, I guess, two versions or like answers to that question. Um, but I can kick it to you guys if you want to start.
2: Well, you want to start Patrick? Or should I go? I, I feel like on, on a certain level, I have like a similar thing that you're talking about with your dad of like wanting to have some sort of like positive impact on, on students in my career. I feel like, generally i feel like i want to be remembered as being like like a like a, a caring or kind person or also someone who's like i don't know who's was like enthusiastic and like was like fun to be around type thing like i don't you know i think the worst thing is to be someone who's kind of like no one really remembers or no one like i want to have like a fun i want to have a good energy and i also want people to like feel like i, I really did, did help them or help their confidence or whatever um yeah, I don't know. This, I don't have very specific things, but I think in general, like, I just think I want people to be like, oh, he was like a like a loving person and he was someone who, like, had like, you know, a kind of enthusiasm for life type thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, <clears throat> I don't really know. It's a big question. I don't really know how to answer this question just because I, I don't know, I'm in a place right now where I sort of feel lost um you
2: don't necessarily have everything but i don't have everything the, figured out but even, and it, I don't even even people who do have it figured out it's like things change so it's, things change
1: to, yeah but especially where i'm at right now like sure. i don't know where i'm headed kind of thing mm-hmm. so
2: well then so. just don't, then like ask the career aspect of it like what kind of legacy do you want to have in terms of like what, like what i'm saying in terms of mm-hmm. how, how you want people to remember who you were and what kind of person you were or you know mm-hmm. or it could be like a kid's thing like you're, you want your legacy to be like you know raising kids in, in a way that you think that is gonna make them like great people and like, I don't know like whatever or, but I think it'll be interesting to hear like what you think what you want people to remember you as mm-hmm.
1: how about you answer first Matthew while I think about
0: that? for me I have two sort of branches of this the one that I think is more unique to me not broadly speaking but compared to you guys is the more like career artistic side of things oh, like content you've created Sure, where it's, like, because you guys aren't in fields where it's, like, I could be famous someday Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, remembered for, like, this, you know, legacy and body of work and whatever, where it's, like, that is not obviously a guarantee for me, but it's more kind of in the wheelhouse, and it is something I think about. I've always kind of had the belief that, like, there's a part of me that thinks in every artist there's just the slightest bit of narcissism. You gotta have, have, have illusion like, at some point. You know? Wants to have that legacy, like they want to basically have something left behind that they're remembered for, mm. so that they kind of live on in that sense mm. forever, even if they don't actively like say it. I've just always had that belief about artists, where it's like, sure, you want to make your movie or make your music, but there's always a part of me that looks at it. It's like, but there's got to be like a five percent part of you somewhere in your head that's like. And it would be really cool if, like, this lived on forever kind of thing and, like, you know, this is what I was remembered for. Mm. Um, And I don't say that in a negative way because I'm the exact same way, which is why I think about it. To me, it's not so much a thing of, like, obviously if I became, like, super famous and it was, like – 50 years from now in some fucking film school when they're like, yeah, and what are some of the greatest directors of all time? And people are like, well, Scorsese, (laughs) uh, Coppola, uh, Urso, uh, fucking Greta Gerwig. I like that would be great, obviously. Um, but it's not necessarily the goal. I've always looked at it more in a sense of like, if I was ever at the level of like a Scorsese, awesome great not gonna complain about it but i would be content with like a kevin smith level mm. kind of thing which i always kind of use him as the reference point of like kevin smith is popular and famous and a celebrity and all that but like he's not necessarily like
2: a household name. a
0: household name but it's like the people that like him though love him love him and i kind of think about it like that i guess i also tie it more to like comic books specifically where it's like you know alan moore's Not the most famous name out there, but it's like he will. And Alan Moore's, you know, old now. Like he's got to be in his 70s or 80s or something. Like he's getting out there. But it's like Alan Moore for the rest of his life, some people will point to like, oh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Most comic nerds will point to like he did Batman Killing Joke. But it's like he will, for the rest of time, as long as comic books are a medium, be remembered as like, that's the fucking guy that wrote Watchmen, which is like to comic people, the fucking holy grail, like graphic novel kind of thing. So it's like, I look at it more like that way where it's in a professional career setting. Yeah, it would be cool to be like, you know, famous and blah, 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 and whatever. But it's like, I would take the... You want your niche. I would take the smaller level of fame, but the more dedication, I guess. Mm -hmm. As opposed to
2: like super widely known but like generally people are apathetic to like
0: I don't need I want like again comic comic books for example if I could spend the rest of my life writing comic books awesome and if I had like a following and a fan base and blah blah whatever but it's like if I only had one book that broke through and was this like mainstream hit considered a classic great thing whatever everybody loved it that to me would be enough I don't need to be
2: like, Scorsese,
0: after hit, but, yeah. like hit after hit after hit like i would take my kind of like not like to say like a one hit wonder but just like have a kind of catalog of and a body of work that is good and stands up for itself kind of thing but maybe one of them is like you know special special and a big thing and again i just think of it of people i'm a fan of where it's like again a name like robert kirkman for example Will be remembered for the rest of time as Walking Dead Invincible, and he's done a ton of other comics. I love Firepower. I haven't started reading Outcast yet. Um, Fuck, there's one other book of his that I like, Oblivion Song. Like he's done all this cool shit that's good and awesome, and like you know, to comic nerds, it's like, yeah, he's done all these really cool comics. But it's like he will always be
2: Walking Dead, Walking
0: Dead Dead Invincible. Like those will always be his things, and so I kind of look at it that way. In the professional branch of my answer to this question of like that is a legacy i hope to have even if i don't get the one big hit it would just be nice to like when i'm gone have people who read comics or watch movies whatever i end up doing or both whatever the fuck just hopefully even if it's a handful of people like you know in the low thousands or whatever but just to have that like Oh, yeah, like I read this one book that some guy from like 20 years ago, Matthew theorists did or whatever. And it's like to me, it's a special comic, even if it's not like some widely known thing. So in terms of career, making art, all that, that is the one aspect of my legacy I hope to have. Uh, the other one, which I think is more relatable to everyone, is the more interpersonal legacy. Um, I hope – That I am remembered by friends and family and like, you know, kids, maybe grandkids and all that shit. And kind of talked about in a way that is this kind of positive thing of like, oh, yeah, man, I was like, all right, dude, whatever and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, even my dad talks about it sometimes with his mom, my grandma, where he talks about how like my dad's side of the family talks about my grandma now that she's gone like she's fucking royalty like nobody has there's nothing but positive things people say about her like everybody loved her kind of thing um and it's like that to me is a very powerful thing to have um and even like other people where it's like you know great grandparents I never met or like stuff like that that like my parents will talk about that they kind of like live on through my parents and me to some extent and I think about like my grandparents and my parents for sure like will have that kind of legacy within me and you know again hopefully if I have like grandkids and all that shit or kids I mean um, and yeah I don't know I guess it is just like it's that's a less permanent legacy because it's like I know my parents I know my grandparents I knew as a kid a couple of my grandparents and like I've heard kind of some stuff maybe about the other ones but it's like after that great grandparents I don't fucking know anything about any of those people so it's like it's a less permanent legacy I guess but it's one that it's its own different kind of strength or like it's a strong or legacy in quotes that like it would be nice to have and I feel like and I'm sure you guys have had this too. But there's moments of it, like, glimpses that I can see, which is also nice because, you know, the idea of having a legacy is you're fucking dead. So it's, like, you can't really mm. sit in it and enjoy it. But it's, like, every now and then, not that it happens super often, but, like, if I bump into somebody I haven't seen in, like, a long time or, like, even if I'm talking to somebody who, like, if me and that person are friends with someone that I haven't seen for a long time and, like, you know – The friend will say to me like, oh, hey, like, you know, I was talking with so and so who you haven't seen in 100 years and we kind of mentioned you or whatever. And they were asking like how you were doing or saying like, you know, oh, yeah, I remember Matt. He was a good dude or whatever. Like even those little micro examples of I guess what I'm talking about resonate with me. And that's the hope I kind of have. I apologize. I'm rambling on here. I'll let pass it to you guys in a second. But just the last example, one that always stuck out to me is like such a. One of the nicest compliments I ever got, and again, what I hope lives on in other people's minds to some respect, is grade 7. And we'll get into elementary school and high school as their own topics one day. But the first day of grade 7, um, well, I won't say her name, but my teacher at our school, oh, she – Do we have the same teacher? Seven, no, because seven was that year where it was, like, me, David, Dewey, and a couple other guys were, like, the split. So we were, like, oh, seven, eight. the same teacher that I, was, I had in grade all eight. With the, but then grade eight, she took all of us. Mm. Um, but it was the first day of grade seven. Did not know her at all, and she ended up becoming, like, one of my all-time favorite teachers. But, like, I didn't fucking know this lady from Adam the first day of grade seven. And she was, like, giving everybody, like, I don't know, notebooks or, you know, name tags to put on their desk, whatever the fuck it was. But she was, like, putting all this stuff out. And when I got up to her, she was, like, oh, you're matter so right and i was like yeah and she's like oh and i won't say the other teacher's name but your grade six teacher basically was telling me about you and i was like oh fuck i was like that is that a good thing or a bad thing and she said to me she's like you want to know what your previous teacher said about you um i was like sure yeah whatever and she's like she told me that if she ever had a son she would want him to be like you (laughs) and that just was such a nice thing It's probably one of the greatest compliments I've ever gotten. And that to me is like kind of what I'm talking about of like dumbass sixth grade little me. Not saying it still does, but in that moment lived on in my sixth grade teacher's head enough to her to like tell my seventh grade teacher that and then have it, you know, get back to me. Um, So there's a certain just fulfillment in that. And maybe it's a little – narcissistic and egotistical I I guess but there's a certain like you know it's not so much that I I don't know I I think
2: I think it's sweet I think it's I think it's important to have shit like that where you can look back at that and be like you know I'm like you like I like who I am and I I like what I'm doing and I'm and I want to like obviously there's there's never perfection and I always want to like get better at at certain things or be better overall but like you're like kind of on the right path, and you've have you've had like you know yeah it's like I I like that it's reassuring in a yeah. sense
0: when there are moments of like you know eh maybe mm. am I like screwing this up or am I a bit of a schmuck here and then to mm. have that sort of validation validation is good but that's also again me talking about this idea of like being around
3: Mm-mm.
0: for it whereas again the entire point of legacy is you're when not you're gone, yeah. around for it um, yeah and I guess I'm sure. To people who are kind of, like, older, looking back on their life, you do get to see your legacy in some respects while you're still around.
2: When, like, you're, you you know, in your 80s or whatever. Yeah,
0: like, because even, you know, again, somebody like Alan Moore is still alive, knows the fucking impact he's had and knows, yeah, I and fucking People probably wrote. tell him all the time. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I'm sure he knows, yeah, I'm the guy that fucking wrote Watchmen and Killing Joke kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's like, and a bunch of other stuff. So it's like, you do get to, I guess it's like, that would be part of it too is maybe getting to sort of revel in the legacy a bit while i'm still here. sure. um but it does it to me it just goes back to what my dad was saying today about this idea of like looking back and just knowing that like, you know, it was time well spent mm. on this rock and not to divert it totally into this tangent, but it's like as somebody who is an atheist and is of the belief that it's like the lights were off, suddenly mm-hmm. you were awake and conscious and alive you're lucky if you get 80 years and the lights go off again and that's it so it's like from that angle too i look at it of like it's precious it's precious and trying to make the most out of it and trying to leave a positive impact in people's lives and hopefully in their memories and living on in that and again whether it's the more career thing or just interpersonal
2: mm.
0: you know hopefully i get my 80 years on this rock Hopefully in that time, I did enough or was enough to like leave something behind, Mm. you know, however lasting it is, who knows, however widespread it is, whether it's just my friends and family or it's fucking, you know, a million people who are like, that guy's writing comic, Mm. whatever he did was fucking awesome. Like Mm. whatever it is, just to have something yeah, is, I think, something Uh I am hoping for.
2: Well, before I want to hear what Patrick has to say, I just want to tack on one thing that I've been, as you were talking, I was like, added on something that I, is like an all encompassing thing for me, where I feel like when it comes to my personal career and then my like relationships in my life and my personal life, I feel like ultimately what I feel like I want my legacy to be is like a good communicator, like someone who was like a generous communicator and someone who would like give people like, I would, I would really listen to people and give people the opportunity to talk and like have, you know, my point be made clear and then also just, I don't know, I just want to be generous and I want people to feel like, you know, he always gave me the time of day and he would always want to listen and he always want to have like things to say and I would always appreciate what he had to say. So I think like when it comes to like teaching, for example, it's having an impact through my teaching and through my words and then in my personal relationships, it's the same thing. So I feel like if I had to just tack on that overall logo, it would just be like, being the best communicator I can be. And then people thinking, you know, I I liked hearing him talk and I liked having conversations with him and like, you know, it was impactful in a way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I'll break up what I'll say in the same two manners that you guys did. Mm -hmm. So career wise, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have everything set. So it really depends on where I end up. But as you guys know, sort of the goal is getting into clinical psychology, becoming a clinical psychologist. And It's not fame, like what you said, Matthew, but part of the job is being a scholar and being a researcher. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about, like, what impact can I have on the scientific community in my field psychology? And I'm going to be hopefully specializing in neuroscience in whatever lab I end up next year. Mm -hmm. Fingers crossed. Um, So I thought about this actually recently where it's like, Part of me wants to be a serious scholar and wants to help advance sort of our knowledge in certain domains of psychology and illness if I end up in a certain lab like that. But on a more, I guess, attainable level because it's really hard to be a serious scholar and it's hard to produce meaningful work. um, I've been in roles now in the past year where I have engaged in one-on-one meaningful connections with people and i've been exposed to a lot of things that i don't like some things like i just can't even believe like if that they're real like people are saying to me like this absolute anguish and torment that you couldn't even imagine like i it like i haven't really i guess reflected on it in a serious sense up until now like i'm just kind of shaken up with what i've heard Mm um and i don't know you guys can tell me like i feel like i haven't really been affected by the role i've been in uh but yeah you guys can tell me i feel like i've i've handled it pretty well uh but yeah on a more attainable level like being clinical psychologist, being able to help people navigate this what's the word i'm looking for being able to help people navigate sort of the hardships and the unfortunate circumstances that mm. people find themselves in. Well, it's um, different.
0: I imagine. Cause it's like, not that you're necessarily the same ballpark, but it's like if somebody, somebody going into like a more scientific field, for example, yeah. isn't necessarily getting into it for like the fucking glitz and glamor. Yeah. I imagine um, like, you know, an artist might, mm-hmm. um, but it's like, Maybe It's not a direct comparison, but to applying it more, I guess, to what you're saying, it's like you might not wind up being the fucking, you know, Madame Curie or whatever of what you're trying to do who yeah. is like for all time. Yep, that's the person. Just like, you know, whatever person or team of people ever figures out a cure for cancer, it's yeah. like, boom, history book. But it's like the, of me? But you might wind up being, you know, in a textbook for all time of like could be that here's yeah. somebody who did this thing blah 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 blah. that one thing it's like patrick green boom yeah, for the rest yeah, of yeah. time and that's like what i'm saying about where it's like i don't need to necessarily be like mad or so director of all time but yeah. like i would take a you know oh here's like one really good movie or one really good comic or whatever this guy did that like people in the know would point to but that even people outside of it like might have heard of, or could be pointed to, of like, oh, here's this thing that's really good that this one guy well, did, kind of well, thing. What I was yeah. gonna say
2: when you were talking about how you could be, how you, could, how your legacy could, kind of be, um I don't know how it would come to fruition. I guess what I was thinking is like having some respect within your own industry as well, in terms of like mm-hmm. people looking at you and being like, oh, generally, the psychology, whether well, it's d- the department you're working in or if it's like the world of psychology research in general, like has respect for you and you've put out work. That's like, even if it's not like, you know, a huge theory that everyone follows now, it's like people in your own field, like respect you. And it could be the same thing for you of like, you know, even if it's, if you didn't have something that blew up like crazy, for example, like you're making good shit and people like in your field are recognizing you for being like talented and whatever.
1: What's important to me is that it's meaningful Sure. That like it doesn't have to be like popular necessarily groundbreaking crazy thing, but like I'm doing I'm doing my part to advance the like the collective knowledge Mm -hmm. and in that way, hopefully someone else can take a next step and I think that's That's, how that's how I think about my shit
2: too, of like I'm not as a teacher, obviously you're not like you're not you're not doing there's no aspect of it of like, oh, you're gonna blow up as a part of it, like you're not gonna get famous or popular or whatever. It's like, you know, there's like small victories and there's like you're doing these little things and you're inspired and you're trying to inspire people and like you said like you're trying to help them so that they can go on and do great things so it's hmm. like you're trying to put this like this energy into these kids and be like you know it's it's meaningful and impactful and you know you're helping people's lives yeah. yes. but it's not like recognized worldwide as like people respect teachers generally but it's not like oh this specific teacher did a really good job it's like yeah within your own field like within your own like school or school board you might be recognized for example but like worldwide it's like you're, it's kind of an anonymous uh, thankless job yeah like it's just kind of all oh, teachers in general. well
0: and it's also too i think what applies to all three of us is also this idea of like touching people's lives and again interpersonally i think that's what i was saying before about yeah. like doing that but like even career wise where it's like you know i still know and think about the like five to maybe seven or eight teachers throughout all of my education that i ever had that like I still think fondly of it and will never forget them, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's that kind of thing. And for yours, it might be more, whether it's like literally kind of talking with people like you're doing now and like hopefully leaving an impact that way, or if it is more kind of what you're saying of just being like, you know, advancing things kind of thing. And in my neck of the woods, it's more like, you know, being able to make something that, again, isn't necessarily the fame thing, but it is more a thing of like, it really resonates with somebody. Or whatever kind of thing because you know either regardless of what it is it's just like i guess trying to make an impact on people yeah. i mean i guess that's what a legacy really is it's an impact it's but... how you impact people you know around it not directly sometimes because even if you remembered if your legacy was a bad thing of like if you that's fucking right. killed somebody it's like well you didn't really do anything to anybody else it's just like you're known for that, whereas it's more like I guess having a positive impact, having a positive legacy because of the impact, or in addition to yeah the impact, I guess yeah. And I the last thing, oh yeah. sorry,
1: no no, you go ahead. Yeah, the last thing I was gonna say was so if that was my sort of career thing, and again, that's contingent on sort of that working out. I mean, we'll see where I am in a, in a year or so. But on the idea of meaning and doing something meaningful, my interpersonal answer is slightly different in that I hope and I'm not really good with this all the time with people I interact with. Oh, yeah. But the idea (laughs) that this person was genuine Mm. and uh, sometimes I I meet people and I talk with them and they're like so overboard or they're so extra or it's like super, it feels superficial and I don't want to be remembered in that way. Like I want to be remembered as the guy who's like, he was always like, He was genuine, like he was straight up, and he was like, he was being him. You know, I I mean, whether it was good or bad, like I don't know how people are gonna see me when I'm gone, but like he was him, and he was genuine, and he was he was trying to be be... all good too. Like I,
0: in my head, my hope is that it is a thing of like you know, it's like family or friends of mine sitting around a dinner table, or you know, at my fucking funeral or some shit, being like, you know. Yeah, Matt could be a stubborn pain in the ass sometimes, but like at least he stood by his guns and like yeah. kind of thing. Like it doesn't even have to necessarily be all a hundred percent I don't want it to be bad I'm saying, but like yeah. it doesn't like, have to be like a hundred percent ass kissing of like no, no, Yeah, look how great Matt was, but 100%. more to what you're saying of just like that's who they were kind of thing and like that. But speaking but speaking, but to, speaking to that
2: kind of but, but speaking to that point, I I currently like view you that way. In terms well, of like, like I've always, I've, I feel like I've always viewed you as, for better or for worse, like you're gonna just be like super blunt and straightforward. And sometimes I'm like, why? I, I almost like in the moment wish like, oh, why doesn't he just like match my superficial bullshit and just be like s- silly or whatever? But sometimes you're just like, you call it out, and I'm like, that's a fair question or that's a fair point. Or he's just, he's not trying to put on something that I'm putting on. He's not trying to match this like, he's not trying to throw on a mask and like have a good, like necessarily like be goofy in this moment. Mm it's his natural personality to just be like very straightforward about it or um and not necessarily always like sometimes we'll, we'll goof around yeah. and shit obviously but like i think in general sometimes it throws i could see when you're talking to other people it might throw them off because they're used to other people just like playing along with their superficial level conversation of like pretending to be fake excited or mm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. people talking to each other about their lives and then like they're not being like but just kind of being overboard with it, like you're saying, it's like yeah. a little bit super it's a little bit artificial.
1: Artificial, that's sure. a good word. So got.
2: so I think like I've never found you to be that way and you you never like try to fake being a certain way around. I people. try not to. I really try not to. Yeah. So
1: I I don't know. But I, I have to admit sometimes I'm when I'm with people who I'm not really familiar with. But that's normal. I it's that's it's normal. normal though, I know. But like like, what like was saying, It's like the social norm, like you sure, have to like On a certain be lo- that way, On yeah.
2: some level. But then like even what Maddie was saying in terms of like the people who are closest to you, your family and your friends and, yeah. and your loved ones and stuff. Um, at the end of the day, I think if you continue being who you are, then like they'll definitely remember you as someone who wasn't trying to sugarcoat things to make people necessarily like think something that wasn't true. Like you you weren't trying to like mask who you actually were. You were just being yourself. Mm-hmm. So.
0: All of this makes me think of my way. Mm. Goated song. It is a goated Thank song. you, Frank. Uh, there's fucking somebody with a legacy. Um, Indeed. But anyways, well, we can segue on out of this mm-hmm. if we've said our piece. Yeah. Going once. Time. Uh, well, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was just something I was thinking of. I was like, this will be slightly. It's not what I wanted to do today. Like I said, before we started, like, I had like a quiz game thing basically True. ready to go. Oh, no. it wasn't good. <laughs> Malcolm wasn't here, so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll save I, it.
2: I will say that this is one of my favorite episodes in a while. I, I really enjoyed this one, go so uh, it's quite quite the good way to start the new year. Yeah,
0: am yeah, here next week, year. so I can't do the quiz thing next week either. I mean, you could do it with the guest. And it's more of a video game thing. I don't no, know okay. how much Versha Also, gonna
2: I realize that this is not coming out until, what, day of the month? It's uh, a little bit into the new year. This will be, okay. like,
0: yeah. towards the mid part of this month or whatever, maybe. Yeah. I forget so how the day down. So then, then
2: I'll change what I said. It was a good way for us to start the new year, I guess. Yeah. But for you guys, I mean, it's not Yeah, that people will but... have
0: already heard the UTM one and yeah. uh, the one with my dad by this point going yeah. into the new year. But that's okay. Well, anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Or should I say lady and gentleman? Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode who's of the, Wildly High. Who's, who's the gentleman? Uh, Pablo? Probably Pablo. Okay. Um, thank you. Please like, share, subscribe to the channel. Check out the socials. If you watch, if you're one of the like 3,000 people that watches one of our reels sometimes, maybe fucking check us out instead of just watching the reel. Um, that's all I got. Anyways, we're done. Uh, thank you for tuning in. See ya. Goodbye.